You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. In this podcast, we share stories and updates from persecuted Christians, analyze current persecution trends, and always bring it back to prayer. We hope that this helps you to feel more connected to your persecuted family. Here's today's episode. Welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nicolette. And we are back to weekly episodes after our summer break. It's amazing that summer is over. <laughs> we're not only just back to weekly episodes, uh, we're back to all kinds of other things here at Open Doors. Mm-hmm. In fact, this week uh, we have another tour. We're heading to Alberta. Mm-hmm. And so if you are in Calgary, Grand Prairie, or in the Edmonton area, we're going to Redwater, which is just north of Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Nicola and I will both be there. We would love to see you. You can find out all the details at persecutedchurch.ca, but that starts tomorrow tomorrow thursday september 28th Mm -hmm. and so uh check all of that out yeah we would love to see you there but our focus at the world watch weekly podcast uh if you're been around a long time you'll know what i'm about to say but if you're new to us is to help you uh pray for your persecuted family so Mm -hmm. uh each and every week you'll hear about what's happening around the world and learn how you can pray yeah So to kick off our fall podcast, we're going to dig into the idea of digital persecution, which is the term that we use to describe how technology is used to persecute the church. Yeah, I know this is of a particular concern in a country like China. Yes. There are billion surveillance cameras in the world, and half of them are in China. Right? And the authorities are using these ever more sophisticated technology to keep their eyes on unregistered underground churches, even registered churches. Yeah. Facial recognition and artificial intelligence uh, can be dangerous tools when they're in the hand of authoritarian regimes. We hear of believers that have had social media accounts blocked and even bank accounts frozen as well. You know, and so this also extends to other things like you can't buy Bibles Mm -hmm. online in China anymore. Uh, and so Christians have to take increasingly bigger risks to meet believers and, and share God's word. Yeah. So it's not just believers in China that experience digital persecution. China is exporting surveillance systems, and they're doing that to countries like Iran or India or Myanmar. And it looks like digital persecution is going to just keep growing. Yeah. And so today we wanted to share a story with you. Uh, from about a believer from Myanmar and to help you better understand uh, what digital persecution can look like and how it can impact a believer. Yeah. So to follow Jesus in Myanmar is to live with constant risk. There's potential for pressure from the majority Buddhist population where some Buddhist extremists can persecute Christians. Mm -hmm. Christians also have fewer rights than Buddhists in Myanmar, and Christian converts can face pressure and shunning from their communities when they leave the religion of their communities. But since February 2021, the situation has grown even worse. Uh, The military in Myanmar took over control re-established the military junta that ruled the country for nearly 50 years uh, in the second half of the 20th 20th century. And so because of that coup, the military now in control again is targeting followers of Jesus, destroying churches and Christian aid workers, uh, and pastors have even been killed. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the primary reason that Myanmar is now ranked 
Uh, number 14, as the 14th world, the world's 14th most dangerous country to be a Christian. Yeah. According to the Open Doors 2023 World Watch List. Yes, exactly. So today we want to share with you the story of a believer who we'll call Koang. Now, Koang is an Open Doors partner who has seen persecution firsthand. Yeah. Uh, when he first came to faith, he was cut off from his family and then told he wouldn't get any inheritance. Uh, unfortunately, this is not the end of his story. No. During the pandemic, Ko Ang delivered urgent aid to Christians who were often more affected um, than other communities because Christian groups in Myanmar live in remote areas. So Ko Ang explains, he says, their main way of earning is through selling vegetables and crops in the markets uh, far away from their villages. But the pandemic brought in travel restrictions, which made it difficult for them to travel and to do business. We were working to provide necessities like rice and oil to the needy believers. We even provided them Bibles and hymn books that they needed for spiritual growth. Yeah, now the situation was hard for Christians during the pandemic, but Koang looks back on that time with the gratitude for God's provision. He, he explains it like this. Christians were so thankful to receive the aid and they cheerfully invited us to come again. Also, I had no church in my village, so I liked meeting them and having fellowship with them. I had good relationships with the pastors. The gifts and prayers of Open Door supporters around the world helped these Christians who had nothing. And it showed partners like Ko Ang that there is a global family that cares about him and the people that he serves very deeply. Right, and so, I mean, this is, this is what Open Doors is about, right? One of yeah. the things we talk about a lot is that we want believers to know that they are never alone, mm -hmm. that they're not forgotten. And, and so, that's, you know, we were stepping up as Christians around the world say we're one family with mm -hmm. them. And, uh, but the situation when the coup hit in early 2021, it changed. Yeah. Koang first realized that things had grown more dangerous when some of the tools that he used um, in order to serve uh, believers stopped working. So first, one of the mobile banking apps he used had been blocked. So he moved to another one. And then a month later, that one was blocked as well. So he could no longer do any money transactions online. He couldn't even take money out of the bank. And so he tried to open a new bank account, but was told it wasn't possible because his national registration card had been flagged. Yeah. So what happened was uh, the military had been watching him visiting minority communities where he was actually delivering aid to Christians. But they believed that he was a member of an enemy militia. Being red flagged immediately put Koang in grave danger. There was, he, he says, he explains it like this. There was a high possibility I could be monitored and arrested on false charges. Mm -hmm. There have been many instances of this. Some people have even died behind bars. And then the fear began to take its toll on Koang. He describes it like this. I couldn't sleep. I woke up frightened every time a car passed. My health was deteriorating day by day. I lost weight. I lost my hair. When the militia came near our village, I hid in the jungle. Yeah, and so, I mean, you can just, you can hear it there. The, it's like the paranoia. Yeah, the, the pressure that they're put under by the, being watched and the, the technology that's being used against them because of their faith. And so it became clear in, in Koang's situation that he could no longer stay in Myanmar and he had to flee to a nearby country. Mm -hmm. So although Koang is relatively safe in this new country, he is away from his home and his family. 
sometimes the separation can be very tough, mm -hmm. understandably. Since leaving the country, Koang's mother has died. And unfortunately, he was not able to go back. And it was extremely difficult for him to not be able to see her one last time. Yeah. Now, he has been able to keep touch with family and friends in mm -hmm. Myanmar, but because of the increasing technological abilities of the military junta, even basic methods of communication can be dangerous. Yeah. He says, I try to be cautious to not put any traceable information on social media. I might be on the wanted list in Myanmar, so I have to hide my accurate location. If my siblings in the village contact me, the militia might know, as they very often check the phones of citizens. If I want to know about my family members in the village, I contact my siblings who live in towns. Yeah, so it's a little safer, bigger city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that's, that's what he's... Uh, implying. Implying, thank you. Now, additionally, on top of all of this, the Junta has banned social media sites like Facebook and Twitter or X. Uh, yes, I rolled my eyes. <laughs> uh, and made, has made using a VPN or a virtual private network illegal. Yeah. So Koang knows that digital persecution in Myanmar will probably continue to rise, especially since Myanmar has made significant technology purchases from China. As we mentioned earlier, um, China specializes in surveillance tech. And he says this, I can see that the digital surveillance will keep increasing with time. In big cities, we can see many new CCTVs. The authorities are trying to adopt China's smart city project with a facial recognition system. They can get help on infrastructures, technology, and even technicians from China. Right, and so uh, we said it at the beginning that, that you know this is a thing that's happening in China, but China is exporting it, and, and digital persecution is only going to get worse we're this is something i feel like we're going to be talking about for a long time here at open doors yeah because this is significant and it can have significant impacts on christians as we saw with koang's story like like just the 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 stress and the pressure it puts you under and so we want to pray for our brothers and sisters who are facing digital persecution and and, and so here's three prayer points for you today uh one we want to pray for koang uh obviously He's had to leave his country, but Cohen dreams of returning to Myanmar and his heart longs to support persecuted Christians in his homeland. Mm -hmm. And it's just not possible for right now for him to go back. Yeah. Second uh, prayer request is to pray for believers who are being closely monitored. Mm -hmm. We need to pray for creative ways for them to get around being tracked by digital persecution. And we want to pray for believers to find ways to use technology to benefit the church, right? Like, We've talked about all the negative impacts of mm -hmm. technology, or we've been talking about that, but there are, there are can be positives. And so let's pray that the church figures out how to do that. Pray with me. Father God, we thank you so much for our brothers and sisters who are faithfully serving you, even as they're being watched and monitored. God, I think of Koang today. God, I ask, Father, that you would be with him, that you would strengthen and encourage him, God, I pray that there will come a day and a day soon where he can return to his home country. God, I pray that you would help him to find uh, where, where he is and the countries he's in. Help him to find um, meaningful opportunities to continue to serve you, continue to strengthen your church, God. And I pray, Father, that you would be with him. 
God, I think of, of all the believers in, in Myanmar and in China and in, in many countries where digital persecution is ramping up. God, I pray, Father, that the church would stand strong, that the church would continue to be a light even as they're being watched and monitored. God, I pray you would give them ways to overcome that watching and monitoring, God, whether that's ditching uh, phones or or new technology that blocks some of these things. God, whatever it is, I just pray, Father, that you would uh, help the church to overcome all of these things, God. May they continue to fix their eyes on you, God, and, and overcome all of these difficulties. God, I pray also that you would help the church to use technology to benefit more people, that more people would learn about Jesus, whether it's through radio or podcasts or or digital Bibles, uh, the internet, whatever it is, God, may, may you give creative ways to the church in places like China and Myanmar to reach out using technology in a way that would be safe, uh, but a way that would help more people learn about you. God, we ask that you would redeem this technology for your purpose and your plans. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the World Watch Weekly Podcast, and thank you for praying along with us. Um, as we mentioned before, we are heading to Alberta tomorrow, and we're going to be there from September 28th to October 1st. Um, there is a lot of information about the different events, the times, the locations that you can find at persecutedchurch.ca. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the World Watch Weekly Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you know when our next episode is out. You can learn more about what persecuted Christians face and how you can help strengthen them on our social media at Open Doors Canada or at our website, opendoorscanada.org.